0: None like you, Lord, for there is none beside you. There is no rock like our God. Hallelujah. Good morning. It is Monday, the 15th of August 2022. You are tuning to Good Day on Christocentric Station, the Kingdom Promoter. We are broadcasting live from Accra, Ghana. I am Esenam Tete. Thank you for tuning in and welcome to today's show from branch to lunch. I am going to be serving you good word, good music and intercession for your edification and upliftment. As you know, we are in the month of obedience here at Christocentric Station. Our theme scripture verse is Deuteronomy 28 verse 1 and KJV says, Now it shall come to pass. If you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully all his commandments, which I command you today, that the Lord your God will set you high above all nations of the earth. It has been our prayer and continues to be that our heavenly father will give us hearts that are obedient to him. Hearts that are careful to consider and do all of his counsel in jesus name amen glory to god for a brand new week trust you're doing well this morning and you are expectant this week god is always doing something new it's a new day he's doing something new it's a new week he's doing something new expect something new then you will get something new Trash, you had a good weekend. I'm looking forward to what the Holy Spirit will teach us this week for our obedience portion. On the show this morning, for the first half, as you know, I'm going to be serving you the recap from the last obedience portion, and then I'm going to be doing the scripture reading which will take us into the second half of the show. For our obedience portion today, we are going to start taking apart our theme scripture verse. We're doing the study on the theme scripture verse proper. Deuteronomy 28 verse 1. I'm going to begin today with, Now it shall come to pass. Now it shall come to pass. What was God talking about? What does it mean by now it shall come to pass? Is it coming to pass right now? What is coming to pass? We're going to be looking at that in the second half of the show for the obedience portion. And when I am done serving you today's content, I will wrap up with intercession. Of course, I'm serving all of this with some good music, which I am getting into now. Stay tuned for Sinat. Bless the Lord. I will be right back. the Lord, O
1: oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that is within me. Healed and made me whole Crown me with loving
0: God is
2: wonderful. You're listening to Christocentric
1: Station.
0: surely will. His word cannot return to him void. This is my testimony. My God is with me. Whenever you see me, know that I am not alone. It is his grace that has brought me this far. It is his grace that continues to keep me. Without him, I am not. I know that's your testimony as well. I was Minister Chi doing Muna Chimuso. Because that was a blessing to you before that you had said Naj, opening the show with Bless the Lord. It is now time for recap, the last obedient portion we did. We did an intro to the book of Deuteronomy. And as we have said. It's important to know something about the book if you're going to be studying from the book. And as the Lord see fit to have Deuteronomy 28:1 to be our theme scripture verse for the month, then we had to get some intro on the book of Deuteronomy. So, book of Deuteronomy is the fifth book of Moses, the fifth book of the Torah. The Torah we know is the first five books of Moses, right? And the name simply means second law. It's not second law as in God giving them another law, but it's second law as in Moses rehashing all the laws, the commands, the statutes that God has given them. Of course, Moses died at the age of 120. In this book, Moses is going to (laughs) die at the end. So Moses is sort of taking the people through the journey so far. The last 40 years or so that he walked with them. Yes, because Moses at 40, scripture says that he entered his heart to go and visit his people. So he went and he ended up killing somebody and he knew Pharaoh would find out and he escaped. And at the age of eighty, he had that burning bush encounter and he was sent back as a deliverer that he knew that God had called him to be. So from that eighty to 120, 40 years he journeyed with God and the people of God doing this assignment. He's coming to the end of his life. So he's wrapping up. It, but you would think that it would just be you know, doing some recaps here and there. No, he goes in fully to explain, give in-depth explanation of everything, the events, the laws, the commands, the journey so far, everything God has said, why he said it, how they came to be the people of God. He's just giving them an understanding. It's not only to remind them but he's also aware that there is a new generation that came at some point. So they don't have the full story. So he's helping them appreciate why things are being done the way that they are. You came to meet us doing things a certain way. There are some that we're supposed to be rehearsing. There are some we're supposed to be telling our children so they would find out. They would get understanding on those ones. There are others that not so much so he's just taking it upon himself before i leave you i want to make sure i'm leaving a legacy i want to make sure that that which the lord did through me is not gonna be forgotten that you will continue to walk with him this was so important to moses and you would know that if it was important to moses and he was a man who walked closely with god then it is just god's heart that he's discerning and he's acting on it's also important to him because he's really labored over these people they are the reason he wasn't going to step afoot in the promised land so he doesn't want to see everything he has done go to waste for 80 days and 80 nights Moses was before the Lord the first 40 40 days 40 nights he went for the commandment the Lord says to him go down. Your people are misbehaving over there. He comes down. He sees what's going on. God is angry. He wants to destroy the people. So Moses says he goes back to lay on his face 40 days and 40 nights because he was afraid. God was so angry and determined to destroy the people that he was so afraid that he went back to lay on his face another 40 days and 40 nights. I thought about that and I thought, what was the interval between the first and the second? Clearly, not much. So, for 80 days, 80 nights, let's say within a month, a man is laying on his face before God, laboring on behalf of these people and all the other things that he had to do after that to secure their walk with God, to make sure God does not wipe them out. Of course, Moses would want to go through the events, the entire journey again to remind them who they are, how far they've come, what God likes, what he doesn't like, what they have got to be doing. It is nothing new. He wasn't telling them anything new. He was just going through Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, everything that has happened so far. He was making sure that when he is gone, they will not miss out on the promise that they were genuine to us. In doing this, he reminds them of God's faithfulness, his love. He also reminds them that he is a God who will punish you when you go against him, reminding him of his wrath, that which he released on egypt to deliver them and then he goes on to charge the people to love and obey the lord love and obey the lord he kept telling them to love and obey god love and obey him that is the only way you can have a successful walk with him love and obey him And the book closes with Joshua being appointed to take over from Moses and then Moses going to sleep. And I remember saying that for me, the most integral lesson from the book of Deuteronomy, which should be quite obvious, I didn't want to miss the obvious. Sometimes we're looking for the deep and we miss the obvious. The obvious being repetition, once is not enough. If you're going to be successful in a walk of faith, in a walk of obedience, you have got to welcome. You have got to be one who loves repetition. You have got to be one who wants to camp in a book of the Bible, of course, read it several times until you feel like you have that book in you and go on to the next. You have got to be one who is okay listening to the same message that has impacted you for a month, for two months, for however long until you can see a transformation. You have got to be okay with it. You have got to embrace it because faith comes by hearing as continuous hearing hearing and sometimes it requires you to hear the same thing over and over and over again why because we belong to God we are his he is ours he's called us to live a life of faith it says the judge shall live by faith and if you're gonna listen to him if you're gonna be obeying him making sure you obey him then you have got to keep listening you have got to keep reading you have got to make sure that you continue to put the word in there so that the Holy Spirit can bring the word up when you need it. Again, the commandment is to love and obey him. Why? Because we are his. We belong to him. He's purchased us. The of your word.
1: Light brings life, oh brings Breaks Breaks wisdom. We need your word, folks. We need oh your word. We need Speak your word. Speak to God. my heart. Speak to my heart. I wanna know you more, speak to my heart, speak to my heart, Lord. I wanna know you more, I wanna know you more, speak to my heart, speak to my heart, Lord, I wanna know you you more. bring light
3: Thank you.
0: love for us is wild it is reckless it is simply unimaginable that a man would give his life for us and in response he wants us to love him back and obey him that's not too much to ask but it seemed to be a very difficult thing may the lord help us that was Carrie Job with first love before that you had CeCe Baydu do doing i am yours here on good day on Christocentric Station, the Kingdom Promoter. For our obedience portion for today, which will be in a bit, I am going to be looking at the very first sentence, the opening sentence of Deuteronomy 28, verse 1, which says, Now it shall come to pass. Now it shall come to pass why did the book of Deuteronomy the chapter 28 open with that phrase "And it shall come to pass what is coming to pass what is God talking about we're going to be looking at that for our obedience portion and i'm going to be using these uh, scripture verses of course there is the theme scripture verse for the month the nkjv version says now it shall come to pass if you diligently obey the voice of the lord your god to observe carefully all his commandments which i command you today that the lord your god will set you high above all nations of the earth Jeremiah 1, 11 to 12, and the word of the Lord came to me asking, Jeremiah, what do you see? I see a branch of an almond tree, I replied. You have observed correctly, said the Lord, for I am watching over my word to accomplish it. Amen. Also featuring Isaiah 46, verse 9 to 10. Remember the former things of old, for I am God and there is no other. I am God and there is none like me, declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times things that are not yet done, saying, My counsel shall stand and I will do all my pleasure. and then there is psalm 119 verse 1 it says blessed are the undefiled in the way who walk in the law of the lord blessed are the undefiled in the way who walk in the law of the lord psalm 1 verse 1 Blessed is the man who walk not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. Psalm 1 verse 2, But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. Romans 3, 4, Certainly not. Indeed, let God be true, but every man a liar. As it is written, that you may be justified in your Words, and may overcome when you are judged and finally titus 1 2 to 3 in hope of eternal life which god who cannot lie promised before time began but has in due time manifested his word through preaching which was committed to me according to the commandment of god our savior the word of the lord So these are the scripture verses I'm going to be using for today's obedience portion. Now we're going to go to the top of the hour for the testimony on the hour. And then I will serve you the obedience potion on my return. Taking us to the top of the hour is all of my worship by Esther. Do stay tuned. I will be right back.
1: All love and praise belongs to you, my God. All love and worship, all love and praise belongs to you. i sure. sure. Mr. Sandrick Sajan, the kingdom promoter. From the files of Unshackled, Pacific Garden Mission presents Free Indeed.
2: I grew up the son of a minister, but I never accepted my parents' faith as my own. Instead, I tried to remain open-minded. The problem with that philosophy was that I had no beliefs of my own on which to base my life. In 1969, in a university in Florida, I became heavily addicted to drugs and almost killed myself multiple times. The saddest part about waking up from my suicide attempts was that no one had even noticed, but God did. Once, as I was attempting to drown myself in the ocean, I prayed a simple prayer. Suddenly, all thoughts of ending my life had disappeared. God wanted me to live. In November of 1973, I headed out to Los Angeles to make it big in the film industry. I had a couple jobs here and there, but nothing significant. In an attempt to network myself to find more jobs, I met a man who introduced me to something I'd never known before. My open mind became quickly engaged with this new way of thinking. I ignorantly became a follower of the Maharaji. This Eastern spiritualism taught the importance of meditation, knowledge, and reincarnation. The principles taught by the Maharaji contradicted Christian beliefs, and I was very confused. In an effort to find the truth, I went to Israel. At Gethsemane and Calvary, I realized the folly of my thinking. I repented and received Christ as my only Savior. Jesus Christ's death, burial, and resurrection proved that He alone is Lord. I'm David Foster. If the Son, therefore, shall make you free, ye shall be free indeed.
1: If you would like to be free from the weight of sin by receiving Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, pray with us now. Dear Lord Jesus. I believe you are the Son of God. I believe you died on the cross and rose again to live forevermore. Thank you for your sacrifice. Save me, Lord. Come into my life and make me your own. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Free Indeed is a production of Pacific Garden Mission. Email unshackled at pgm.org. Don't you want to be a part of the- Kingdom promoter Crystal Centric Station We bless you our father we give you all the glory Somebody bless him bless him bless him bless him Bless the Lord all oh, my soul and all that is within me bless his holy name Father we bless your name i
0: Joe Mehta and Pastor Isaiah Fosukwachi ushering us into the second half of the show with your presence Welcome back, you are listening to Good Day here on Christocentric Station, the kingdom promoter. We are broadcasting live from Accra, Ghana to 72 plus countries around the world serving you sanctified content 24-7 In this half of the show, I am going to be serving you the obedience portion. And today we're looking at the very first sentence, the opening sentence of our theme scripture verse, Deuteronomy 28.1. It says, now it shall come to pass. Now it shall come to pass. So I'm going to be serving this with some good music. And when I am done, I will wrap up with intercession. I trust the first part of the show was a blessing to you. And I hope you're not listening alone. If you are, kindly do share the link quickly. It's www.christocentric.com And it shall come to pass. Some version says, and it shall come to pass. NKJV says, now it shall come to pass others just say it will come to pass so without too much focus on the now and the end and just it (laughs) let's focus on it coming to pass what is coming to pass and why is the word shall used when you see shall it tells you the thing has been determined it tells you That no matter what, that which has been said shall happen, (laughs) will happen because it is an intention and just not an intention, but a system set up for the intention to happen. So you use shall when you're confident that everything is going to work out for that thing to happen. And that's why you said shall is not just an intention everything that needs to work for it to happen is in place so it says it shall come to pass that tells you that is a definite word it's a word that will not be or cannot be overturned it's a word that would definitely happen it shall be fulfilled it will see manifestation Now we know that God created everything by the word of his power and he sustains everything by the word of his power. We know this from Genesis 1. We're introduced to a God who is an amazing creator, most powerful creator there is. He himself was not created, but he shows up creating and by creating, he spoke things into being. Everything he spoke showed up the way he spoke it. Of course, only he knew what he was expecting to see because he knew what he was speaking. Man wasn't around at the time. Even if man were, I'm, I'm not sure man would know what God is speaking because he is the creator. The thing is on the inside of him until he has brought it forth and others get to witness what is brought forth. We won't exactly know what he's trying to create. Imagine uh, someone trying to create something for the first time. Nobody knows what it looks like until you have put it out there. Only you know what it looks like. So he spoke these things forth from within him and they came to pass. Just as he said it, now we are seeing and enjoying what he spoke into manifestation. So not only do we see him as a creator in Genesis, we also see him as someone whose words are very powerful. And whatever he says, he sees, it means you cannot mess with his words. It tells you that he's not someone who jokes around with his words. God is not going to come and say something to you just to threaten you and not have an intention to do it. Because when he speaks, everything else that he has spoken into being has been set up in such a way that they must all come together. To fulfill what he has spoken. So when he tells you that it shall come to pass. He knows what he's talking about. He is saying look the systems are already in place. You are going to see what I have told you. It's only a matter of time. And so with that knowledge you can choose either to partner with what he's saying or go against it. No matter what happens, whether you partner with it or you go against it, you will see it happen. Because he has spoken and his word never returns to him void. It will accomplish that which he sends it to. Apart from the systems that God has set in place by which that which he speaks manifests. And they cannot be overturned because he is the final authority there is. He also said to Jeremiah in Jeremiah 1 11 to 12, he sends his word to Jeremiah, asking him what he's seeing, involving Jeremiah in what he is trying to do or show him and then he says to him what you have seen the meaning is that i am watching over my word to perform it so he doesn't just throw the word into the air god is not like human beings where sometimes we speak and even forget what we have spoken no god does not forget what he has spoken when he says to come and put him in remembrance it is not because he has forgotten he wants his attention to be drawn to that thing in that moment But God does not forget, so every word he has spoken, he's watching over to perform. It doesn't matter how long ago he spoke it. As long as he spoke it, he meant it, he will do it. So him saying that it shall come to pass. He is saying this is already determined. Do not think that if you go against what is following <laughs> this phrase, that I'm gonna just you know ignore it, I'm gonna just behave as if I never said what was going to come to pass in the first place, that I'll just go along with whatever you do. No, God is not man, we have got to take his word seriously. It said in Isaiah 46, verse 10, it says that from the ancient times that are not yet done, talking about his word. But from verse 9, it says that remember the former things of old, for I am God and there is no other, I am God and there is none like me, declaring the end from the beginning, declaring the end from the beginning. It only just began, yet he knows the end already and he has declared it and it will be so. It's like when you have set a course, you have set a destination on which something should travel. You have determined the end even from the beginning. So you did not set off not knowing where you were going. The word of God, when it is released, it has an end it goes off traveling on a path to fulfill a specific purpose it already has an end which you cannot change so when god says it shall come to pass he is telling you the end is already determined you will see it it shall be manifested it will not go undone that is what he's talking about. When you go through scriptures, especially the prophets, even the books of Moses, you will see this phrase used quite a bit. What God is saying, and it shall come to pass. And then you see the other part of it that says, and it came to pass and it came to pass he tells you it shall come to pass and others confirm that it came to pass titus 1 2 3 though it doesn't specifically say that and it came to pass we see here god making a promise and this promise coming to pass we are living that promise now In hope of eternal life, which God, who cannot lie, promised before time began, but has in due time manifested his word through preaching. In due time, God promised eternal life. The people to whom it was promised held on to this promise. They didn't see it, but the promise was for an appointed time. And in our time, we're seeing this promise fulfilled. Where through the preaching of his word, we get to receive this eternal life. So this is the coming to pass of a word that God declared a long time ago. It is the same like Deuteronomy 28 verse 1. The very opening line that says, and it shall come to pass. It's like when God declared that, I will give you eternal life. And when the time was due, he, through preaching of the word, has given us eternal life and continues to give eternal life to all who believe. It is the same for Deuteronomy. Whatever is going to follow after this, as we go through the studies, what he has said will come to pass, will come to pass. If you put the weight, the necessary weight that God's word deserves on it, then anything that comes after and it shall come to pass, you know not to play with. The word of God never returns void. Powerful voice of Coleca singing about the word of God. He says the word of God will not return without fulfilling the purpose for which it was sent. As that was a blessing to you. Before that, you heard it it. your word by hill song worship. Also singing about the power of God's word. God's word never returns void. It must accomplish that which it was sent to. Scripture says that He has even honored His word, His place His word above His name. He said to Jeremiah, I am watching over my word to perform it. The word of God is important to him. The word of God is weighty. God does not play with his words. Therefore, when he speaks to us, let us not think that he's speaking like man does. But he's not man. He doesn't lie. The words are so important to him. He doesn't play with it. And he has set a system in place that would kick into effect as long as the word is released it doesn't matter how long it takes to be fulfilled it will be fulfilled in its appointed time let us stop messing with the word of god let us stop thinking oh it is god he's loving he just said he'll change his mind no when god got angry to destroy the people of israel moses said he had to lay prostrate Before the Lord, 40 days and 40 nights, he was on his face, begging him to change his mind. It is the most difficult thing for God to do, to go back on his word. 40 days and 40 nights, he was on his face, begging God to change his mind. We cannot take God's word lightly. We are looking at the opening phrase, the opening sentence to our theme scripture verse for the month, Deuteronomy 28.1, and it shall come to pass. We're saying that this is a definite word. This word is determined. It cannot be stopped, it will not be overturned, there is no authority or power that is potent enough to overturn it, to cancel it, to prevent it from coming to pass. And so you must abide by the word. If you abide by the word, if you do it, it works for you. If you choose to go against it, you bear the consequences it shall come to pass it will come to pass so if it is coming to pass what does god tell us to do with the word psalms 1 1 blesses the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly nor stand in the path of sinners nor sit in the seat of the scornful verse 2 but his delight is in the law of the lord and in his law he meditates day and night so this is what he tells us to do with the word to meditate in the word day and night to delight in the word and to allow that word to guide our path in life this is what he's asked us to do with the word Because whether you like it or not, what he has said will come to pass. If what he has said will come to pass and it affects us and we have a choice to influence the outcome, that which he has already determined, we influence by determining which part of it should work for us. What side of the coin do you want to play? Do you want to see? You determine that his word is already set, but you have a choice and he's saying to us in Psalms 1 verse 1 to 2, the word to delight in the word, where to meditate on it day and night, where to allow that to guide our path. You are not to go with any other word that is not God's word. And he means this quite literally. There are so many councils out there. Everybody has an opinion. Everybody has read something. There is human wisdom out there. There are wisdom of devils out there. Sometimes it all gets mixed up. And we think we've come up with the wisest ideas. And we serve this to others. God is saying. I want you to meditate in my word day and night. I want you to allow that to guide your path. So it is not about your opinion. It is not about the opinion of your mentor. the most popular opinion of the day. It is not about science or psychology or all the other, you know, studies. It's not about any d- academic discipline, no they must all be submitted or subjected to my word so that which i need you to have guide shape your path is my word what happens if you do not allow that psalm 119 verse 1 blessed are the undefiled in the way who walk in the law of the lord what this psalm is simply saying is this If you do not walk in the law of the Lord then the your path of life Your journey of life is defiled because you have submitted your journey of life onto any other word, any other counsel but the counsel of God, but the word of God. And because the word of God is pure and all others are not, you have defiled your way. You've contaminated your way. You've polluted your way. That is what the psalm is saying. Blessed are the undefiled in the way. The reason they are undefiled is because they walk in the law of the Lord. Which supposes that if you do not walk in the law of the Lord, your way is defiled. Your way is contaminated. Your way is polluted. Your way is desecrated. Your way cannot lead you to anything good, anything wonderful, anything God has for you, anything Jesus died to give you. Your way, doing things your way, doing things any other way but the way of the word will lead you to distraction. It will not lead to anything good because the way is defiled. And if it is defiled, then it means it is attracting more of defilement. Anything that would defile it more, anything that is attracted by that which is contaminated and polluted, you will continue to attract in your way because you started making the decision to have a way that is defiled. If you choose to let the law, the word of God, guide your way, guide your path, then of course that would attract light. It would attract everything that is divine. This is how serious it is. We will not read our Bibles, we will spend hours on YouTube, we will spend hours watching TV, we will spend hours reading books by people who quite frankly don't give a toss that God exists or not. They don't know anything about Him, they don't know anything about the Word. We who were birthed by the word, need the word to do a successful life. How are they able to counsel us to live a life that will please God if they don't even know him? That is why he said to us in the Psalms, he said to us in the book of Joshua, to delight in the word, to meditate on it day and night to stand on it, to do it, to allow it to shape our world, to allow it to shape our path. And if we will do this, it will bring us to that expecting end that God has prepared for us. It will cause us to have good success. It will cause us, eye to continually be on our path. And it will rally the forces and the resources of heaven to work for us. Without this, it doesn't matter how intelligent or wise what you are reading, watching, listening to is or may sound. It is polluting your way. It is desecrating your way. It is defiling your journey of life. Stand on his word.
1: Situation, I believe. I believe. No matter what the circumstances, I believe. Yes, I believe. I stand on your word, I stand on your promise. I stand on your word, I stand on your promise My soul says yes, my soul says yes Even when my faith
0: presence this morning we thank you for your word we thank you even for the emphasis that you continue to put on your word stirring up our consciousness to live by this word that is what you have given us it is by the word that we were birthed our new nature comes from it So, Lord, we thank you for giving us your word. We thank you for delivering us from the path of the defiled, setting us on a path, O God, that is full of your light. We thank you that your word is a lamp to our feet, a light unto our path. We thank you that your attention is on this path. We thank you that every crooked path has been made smooth and straight we thank you that you are guiding our feet by your word daily we thank you that our path will not be defiled it will not be desecrated because you are helping us to walk in your ways we thank you that our journey of life is shaped by your word we thank you that your word is established on our path we take no step without your word like David we are ones who testify that we love your word that it has made us wiser than all of our teachers father we thank you that because we are ones who have chosen to stay on the path of your word we will get to testify we will say that it came to pass that you led us to that expected end that you have destined for us even before we got here lord we thank you for a new week we ask that you take absolute control of this week and we ask lord that let your will be done in every minute second hour day of this week we give you praise in jesus name amen Thank you so very much for doing the listening this morning. Trust the show has been a blessing to you. Continue to keep your dials locked right here for more sanctified content coming up this afternoon. After Good Day is Crystal Centric Jazz, followed by Fresh Tunes, then Favorite Tunes, and from 1500 to 1800 GMT, the Crystal Centric Guy Fifi Folson, will bring you the Gospel Drive online, enriching your day God's way every day. Before you hear his voice, though, Sid Roth will bring you. It's super natural. I have to take my leave of you as it's almost noon. Do remember as long as the earth remains, the seed time have it shall not cease. So no matter what's going on with you today, still put your best seed in the ground for a Harvest that shall not cease for God our Heavenly Father He is faithful to give you the harvest. Again, thank you so very much for your time. I am S and Am Tete. Do have a good day. The
4: name of Jesus over you. In your hurting, in your sorrow, I will ask my god to move. I speak the name because it's all this. Desperation, I'll seek heaven and pray this for. Me.